Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. My name is Thomas. I'll be the DM for this wonderful adventure we have going on here, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Filippo. I say wonderful, but uh, I should really have the audience be the judge of that, right? So um, (laughs) uh, this hopefully wonderful uh, adventure that we have going on here. Oh, I think the audience has already spoken based on the downloads we've been getting lately. Which we thank you so very much for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, let's check in on our heroes from last time, shall we? Last we left our adventurers. The party was still split. Malamara still pursuing her side quest alone and hurriedly ran at this book that was protected by this force field with all of her might, was blown back, and immediately a spectral voice called out to her, calling a demon upon her to restrict her from removing the book. Maybe she was in the restricted section? We'll find out. But before we get to her, we follow up with Lance and Fleeple. They, too were still in the library, and they had recently reconvened with Mud, Fleeple's close companion, and through their conversation, Ruzdesk, the Banished, vanished while they were discussing what to do next. Feeling their best course of action is, is to get Malamara, they find themselves in the hallway just outside the religion section, and that is where adventurers are at this moment. So, we all come into the scene here with Lance, Fleeple, and Mud outside the religion area, outside of the door shaped like a, that, um, that has an angel jutting out from its door. And Lance, Fleeple, and Mud here. What do you do? I'm going to take a gander at that door. The last door we tried to go through was bad news for us. So I'm going to check and see if this door is going to be bad news for us as well. Maybe investigate around. All right. Sport, go ahead and roll an investigation check. You've oh, you got know, this sport. You know the sport <laughs> got this. That's an 18. Hey. Ooh. With an 18, you look around this door, you look around the floor, and converse with Mud and, and Lance a little just to kind of get their opinion on it. This door doesn't appear to be dangerous. Nice. Finally, something that we don't have to get burned by trying to go through. Oh, I just want to say, I'm really glad that you did that. Because, um, I'd hate to fall in a pit after surviving for so long. Oh, yes. I mean, you can't be too careful with doors around here. Sometimes you fall in a pit. Sometimes you get hit by necrotic energy and you poof out of existence. Uh, there's just a lot of bad doors around this part. Man, it sounds like you guys have been had a really rough time here. I mean, at least we've only lost one of our companions. You've lost many more of your companions. So many. Just so many. (laughs) And he he stares off to the the right (laughs) with a very distant and horrified look. (laughs) Oh, man. I guess we should try and open this door. All right. I'm going to... uh, Is there a handle somewhere about this emblazoned angel? Yeah, so the wings that are sprouting out of the angel, they uh, seem like you can grab onto them and you can open the door pretty easily. Both you and Mud open both double doors. The room becomes 
clear to you and all of you with dark vision, which is everybody, it's clear what is in this room here. Similarly to how I described to Malamara all those weeks ago of this religion room, as you enter this room that seems pretty small, especially compared to the dragon section of this library, there's only like three rooms in here and they're really small. They're maybe maybe 20 feet square at the most. And you kind of look around, you're like, is this it? Is this the room? Thomas, is there any signs whatsoever that we could find that if Malamara has been through here? I will allow a... Does anybody have the Dungeoneering feat? I do not. It's it's hard without um, being super familiar with dungeons, but I will allow a perception check here, but it will be a high DC. What's your... Is that for me or for either one of us? Who, whoever would like to. What? How's your hmm. perception, Fleeple? My perception is plus seven. Is plus what? Plus seven. You got this, sport. I will help yeah, you. Yeah, I, I do. Will assist. I will assist. Lance will assist because we're both looking. Yeah, you like put me up on your shoulders so I can get a better vantage point. <laughs> and at this time, Mud uh, shakes his head out of his stupor and he goes, Oh, sorry. I, I drifted away there, folks. Oh, okay. And just comes over and tries to climb on top of Lance and on, on Fleeple as well oh, because no. he thinks just nope, creating this. Nope, uh, and nope, Lance, just, just you feel what? these like nope. really sharp claws nope. in your nope. leg and in your back as you're, he's crawling up. Ah. Uh, you got this sport, uh, Ned. Oh, uh, it's just like being a cat owner. I've got a 26. 26. There are a lot of books in here that are very well kept. Compare this with the Room of Necromancy and even the Dragon area. All these books seem to be bound and cared for to last decades, maybe even centuries. A lot of them are very, most of them actually are very, very fine leather-bound books of rich mahogany um, no, not rich mahogany. Um, no, but they really are uh, very fine books, and you can smell like that faint layer of oil that's on the leather to you know maintain it and keep it pliable. I believe is what is um, the word I'm looking for here, and it's just very outstanding. All the covers are beautifully ornate. Some are very bright white, others are so white it um, seems impossible for it to even shine like that, um, whether it's a paint or an illusion or things like that. Others are dark, others are reds, blues. I mean, they've got the whole spectrum here and it's quite gorgeous, some of these books. But that's not really what you're looking for here. You are looking for any evidence that your friend came through here. And you do find tracks leading towards one bookcase in general. And just as Mud climbs onto your back, (laughs) what do you got there, Sport? Well, it appears that this bookcase, this is where these footsteps lead up to. I'd recognize those powerful dragon-slaying boot prints anywhere. With a 26 investigation, is there any chance that one of these many spectrum-colored books is platinum? Mm, oh, for religion. With a 26, yes. Hey, you do hey. find a platinum cover because a 26 is really high. So, 
Yes. Also, I think I might be interested in that little book right there, Lance. Let's uh, giddy up. So, okay. like a gigantic <laughs> uh, piggyback ride, Lance begrudgingly walks over there to pick up the book. Was this absolutely necessary for perception? <laughs> oh, no, but the audience is loving it. <laughs> we jumped to Malamara. Oh, boy. Malamara, this spectral voice said that she was going to do something about you and your resilience here. And just at this moment, you look around, look over, and there are two additional figures that pop up, not from the ceiling, from a portal necessarily, but from the statues themselves. All of the statues in this room, very similar to the statues in the Room of the Giants, holding out some sort of offering, holding out their hands stretched out, Two of the statues cross the room, their faces look up towards you, and a big, black, toothy smile opens wide towards you. And the statues seem to pull themselves from the wall, but it's not the statues, it's actually the shadows of the statues, which fall to the ground like inky blackness. So they travel sort of two-dimensionally across the floor before they um, lift three-dimensionally towards you, revealing themselves. They're winged creatures, and they're uh, from their foreheads, two devil-like horns, if you will, protrude out. And they're very bony, very skeletal, and they have long fingers, uh, almost like claws with very long nails. And they look at you. They are also going to roll initiative and join in the battle here. So these two creatures, both of the same type, they are shadow demons. And they spend their whole turn, they rolled a a 15 and a 14 for their initiative. So although they go before you, Mickey, um, just with how the battle went, it is still your turn. So they spend their turn apparating, pulling themselves from the statues and getting onto the battlefield itself. Mickey, it's your go. Okay. With, we're saying Zaza is with me. Correct. Telepathically, she'll quickly just tell Zaza to go invisible and during this next section to go find Lance and Fleeple at all costs. And she's a bat, I believe, which I think is a speed of 40. Oh, because the closet can shapeshift, yeah. Correct. Um, so she will do... Her turn works in concert with mine. We had house ruled. So I'm going to have her go invisible first, and then we'll take our move actions on the same time. Uh, staring down at all these people and seeing through... This orange, the orange hairy legs of this creature in front of her to the doors on the far side. She will make one final plea to, or two, and just say, if you want the workbook, you gotta help me. And she'll, boom, and she'll try and use her movement to slide underneath the legs of this guy and take her full move action toward that door and using like her action, move action, try and slam her shoulder into that, the backside of that bookcase door because she was able to push on it last time. Correct, and point of order here, um, before you get to the bookcase, it's actually a hallway of like 90 oh, to 100 right. feet. Um, yes, so if you get to those doors, you exit this chamber, but you still have a hallway of like 90 to 100 feet to go before you get to that bookcase. That is not going to change anything she's going to do, except for she'll use her, try and get her movement in action to get as far as she can 
Hoping that Zaza can get even further. And reaching out. Hoping that Ertu's gonna help her somehow. If he really wants this book. And she will just run. Well, a demon can care, right? A demon can care. <laughs> so. Find out. Dodging in between this demon's legs. It gets an attack of opportunity against you. So. As you try to juke this creature and it, you slide underneath its legs and it follows you with its eyes. And as it turns around, it brings both fists above the, their head and slams it down, screaming at the top of its lungs at you. There's a 19 hit. It does, but I have one final mirror image left. And it hits the mirror image. Oh. So you do... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, you're out of the chamber into the hallway. Um, you spend 30, and then you take another, what's your speed, 30? Or with a barbarian 30. is a little bit faster. No, 30. Not yet. Not okay. yet. So you are 35 feet down the hall, which means you have 65 feet to go to get to that bookcase. And Zaza moved when I did, but they was invisible, so I don't know if they would have even known to try and take an attack of opportunity. Correct. No attack of opportunity against Zaza. Zaza is ahead of you, spending 80 feet of flight towards the exit. So just slightly above you, you can feel her presence just in front of you as you will her to get to that bookcase as fast as possible as these three creatures are bearing are soon to be bearing down upon you you're sure um this creature it is its turn now as we're back to the top of the initiative order and lance and fleeple i forget what your initiatives were last time and i apologize so do you remember we did not roll initiatives that's right so why don't you roll initiative now oh son of a all right well that's just what happens that is going to be a 10 for me. That's a 6 for me. Okay. So, at the start of the round, Lance and Fleeple, you hear this bellowing roar come from the other side of the bookcase and that Fleeple paid attention to. In fact, uh, Fleeple, you're halfway, like, picking up the platinum book when you hear this gigantic, like, just thundering, reverberating roar echo down this, from this room beyond this wall. And you sort of look at the bookcase, cock your head, all three of you, in a level, boom, 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 all three of you look and cock your head at the bookcase, wondering what that is. Fleeple, put the book back right now. <laughs> but it's such a Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll worry about this bookcase first, and then we'll worry about the book. This creature is chasing after Mal. Well, Mal's got a book. Fleeple's got a book. I actually do have a book, too. I forgot. I picked, I, I picked up a book. <laughs> Whisperings of the Dead. Yeah, look at us library goers. We're doing our thing. We're using our library cards. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. There you go. All right, Mal, this creature is going to rush over to the entrance here, not chase after you. In fact, it's going to reach its hand towards you, and it's going to cast Entangle on you. Sure, let's do it. So, I need you to make 
20 foot square starting from a point within range. So I need you to make a strength saving throw, please. Okay. 19. Ah, I forget you're a barbarian. Well, that certainly beats his spell save DC of 13. You are not restrained. However, the area for 20 feet from where you are at is currently difficult terrain. So you have to spend half your movement to walk through it, um, even try to parkour around it. So that is it. It has hindered you. It does move slightly closer in. It just used, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. It just moves 10 feet into the hallway here. And so it's 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 angry. It's bearing down on you, but it's concentrating on this portion of the hallway being entangled. So you cannot escape. So that you can it can try to catch up to you instead of just this fruitless fruitlessly trying to run after you. Similarly, the spirit demons rush over to try to f- pursue you. Same with the Spalgura. They have a fly speed with their shadowy wings, their shadowy figures. They fly towards you, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. Both of them 15 feet into the hallway. Uh, no, uh, they're going to spend another 30. So they actually go in before you. They pass by you, Malamara, both of them, eagerly awaiting you to pass by them. They are 45 feet down the hallway here. One of them does pass you, so you do get an attack of opportunity against them if you'd like. Yeah, why not? And both of them are seem to be identical, so it doesn't necessarily matter which one. 21. Ooh. 11 points of slashing damage. Very nice. And because you have a magical weapon, you pass through their resistance. Excellent. They... One shrieks out as smoke pours from, or rather shadows pours from its abdomen before sealing itself up again as it pulls the shadows from this uh, darkened hallway and they both flap, blocking your path. That is your go. And now we go to Lance and Fleeple. We go Fleeple, Mal, and then Lance. Hmm. I'm trying to decide... What Fleeple's chances are of intuiting that the noise on the other side of this bookcase has to do with the fact that Mal is missing. <laughs> That's true. Because there's, like, right. there's a big part of Fleeple that might just be like, this seems like a bad thing. Maybe we'll look for Mal in a different place. Yeah, you did see her footsteps. Or That's boot true. tracks, at least, into the bookcase. Yeah, Okay. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's let's get through this bookcase. I'm gonna reach my hands out and try and try and push my way through. I suppose. So do all like little rascals, all three of you, just walk a waddle over there to the bookcase, or do you hop down and try to take it on yourself? Can we put Lance's cloak around Mud's shoulders so we'll be like three kobolds in a trench coat? Oh, <laughs> an elf and two kobolds. <laughs> Very nice. Rhyme of the Frost Raiden, right? Yep. I was just going to say, I assume that we would, that Lance would be like, kind of like ushering everyone to get off because it seems like we're entering something pretty serious. <laughs> it might not be advantageous <laughs> to have us all stacked on top of each other. But I'm also, if, if, if these kobolds are oblivious to it, I'm also focused on that bookcase more than them. So that's another thing too. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh yeah. So um, you jump off and uh, Fleeple, you're going to try and just push on it. Yeah. I'm going to, like, first try and touch it, see if I can just, like, pass through it, if it's, like, a magical barrier. But if that doesn't work, I'm going to 
just push with my my weak little kobold muscles. Fleeple, go ahead and roll a strength check here. Uh, if you have athletics, go ahead. It's not going to be great, but I'm going to give myself guidance. Maybe I can negate my minus two. Who knows? I did negate my minus two. I got a 19. Hey! 19? Yeah. Nice. Fleeple, you opened the The bookcase. strength of the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> of all the people... You open this bookcase. <laughs> of all the people. I mean, it would have been a 21 just with the dice, but hey, at least I got it open. Fleeple's maternal instincts kicked in. You know, the, the, the famous quote from the movie Rocket Man where, you know, a mother <laughs> with her child in distress can lift a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Fleeple's doing. Mama's coming, Malamara. <laughs> Mal might say that she loosened it for you. But Mal's not here right now. And you push and you're like, okay, maybe if I push it, and it goes in actually, and you're like, what the? And it catches you off guard, you have to catch yourself. And the bookcase just falls to the ground slowly with a thud. And your eyes, it's hard to see because uh, you got 60 feet though. With horror, you look down the hallway and you see Malamara running at breakneck speed down this hallway towards you and these two shadow demons look towards you and hiss at you. You just see all this going on and you turn back to Mud and Lance. That was your action, I believe, right? Or was that your interact, technically? Yeah, so I guess it would have been like... I'll I'll let you decide. You're the dungeon master here. I'll say it was your action just because, you know, opening a secret door and things like that. Um, So we'll say that that was your action. Okay, yeah. So I will. Uh, does Mal look harmed? She Mal looks, like, looks terrified. She's having fun. She's partying up in Demon City over here. And yeah, Mal, describe yourself. Uh, are you bloody? Or do you have like black bile oozing from your wounds? I forgot. Mal, uh, Mickey just very slowly looking at Ned raised one finger like Doctor Strange did in Endgame. She's got one hit point? She has one hit point That's right now. right! Okay. Oh, snap. Uh, so interpret that how you will. She's yeah, limping. Mal <laughs> looks pretty bad, I would I will interpret. I would say bleeding profusely. She's coughing up blood as she's running. Okay, so yeah, with my bonus action, I am going to cast... At third level, a healing word. Woo! And what's the range for that? Range on that is 60 feet. So yeah, if you get in there like 10 feet into the hallway, you should be able to reach her. Okay. Going to move in just a little bit. And it's going to be 3d4 plus 4 for 10 hit points. 10 hit points. She will take it. Being slightly rejuvenated, Mal, you know your allies are near and you just breathe a sigh of relief and you feel some of the exhaustion and wounds physically leave your body as Fleeple has healed you. Fleeple, do you want to stay in the hallway or do you want to hop back back a bit? Uh, Mal looks like she needs the space, so I'm going to hop back out of her way. Great. Sounds good. All right. And uh, forgive me for the initiative order. It's actually Lance to go next. Oh. You're... Dex modifiers, I'm pretty sure, higher than mine, Jake. Four. Mine's four. 
Mine's a two. Okay. Uh, holy poop. All right, Lance just seeing this awesome, awesome display before him. He's just thinking in his mind, you leave her alone for a little bit and she wants to throw a demon party. And he'll bonus action hide to try and get out of, like, the sight line of the demons. And uh, what is he going to do here? Bonus action. 19. 19 for a hide. Okay. 19 for hiding. And then hoping that he's successfully hidden. She's... How far away are these demon creatures from me? From the brief, like, eye shot I saw. They are 55 feet from you. 55 feet. And Malamar is behind them. Yes, she is much further away. She is 65 feet. Okay, that'll work. All right, and feeling sufficiently hidden, he will then turn the corner and he will grab at his bracer and throw out two magical daggers from his bracer of the flying daggers. And each one counts for its separate roll. Do I have to throw them? I think it's only at one target, though. I believe that's how these work. Like, I can't target each one. Let me see. Uh, you pull out two magical daggers and immediately hurl them, making a range attack with each dagger. It doesn't say I have to attack the same creature or thing. Could I have one go to one and one go to the other? Yeah, I don't see why not. Just as if you were throwing daggers. Yeah, and this is just the one action to yes. do these two here. So that's great. And so he will throw them. Does Is this going to be sneak attack? The first attack will. Can't both because they're simultaneous. It's one action to do it all. Two different attack rolls, though. Um, so for every attack roll, so like if you're hidden, it only count. Mm, okay. Oh, well, I see what you're saying. They both go. Yeah, I'll say both of them. But if I'd say, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Though I know this is semantics. But if I if I technically threw them at one creature, that means I get two sneak attack rolls for each dagger at one creature. That's a lot. That's that's rolling sixty six against a creature potentially. Well, you can only have sneak attack once regardless. It's just the advantage. Yeah, you can only apply sneak attack once per turn. Yes. Okay. Good to know. However, that does mean you can still get it on opportunity attacks because it's still one turn. It's just somebody else's turn. Gotcha. Cool. All right. I will make the first throw. Great. Go ahead and roll with advantage. I would roll with disadvantage, though, because I have to be within 20 feet of a dagger throw. So this is a disadvantage, but then it's equaled out because I was hidden. So normal attack. Hopefully. Oh, that's a critical fail. Oh, oh no. Oh, so no sneak attack for that. Oh, dang it. Well, no sneak attack regardless, but yes. Well, no, it would be. It, if that would have hit, I would have gotten sneak attack. That one first one. It wouldn't because hiding, uh, you only get sneak attack if you roll with advantage or if somebody oh, is five right, feet within that's right, you. that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me. That's what the hide action allows you to do, is roll with advantage. Thank you. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All right. I will attack with the other dagger. That is a natural 20. (laughs) What? There we go. (laughs) Nice. All right. Natural 20. So I'm doubling my D4. Yes. All right. Because this is my first real action, so I I get the... damage bonus, right? For Correct. both of these? You do. I would, because it's my first... Okay, sweet. That's ten damage. Hey! On one of them. Yeah. We'll say the one on the right. Uh, my right. Malmar is left because she's running at us. And just because I'm going to be cool, and I got all these cool things, and I haven't used them yet, 
on a successful. Nope, never mind. That doesn't work. Never mind. That's my only thing I can do. <laughs> I can move. Gotcha. Because that, that was it. All relies on sneak attack. <laughs> That's true. So the one you threw at was actually the damaged one. So well done. It seems to be inking a little bit more shadow or leaking a little bit more shadow, so to speak. Cool, 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 cool. So that was your action and your bonus action to hide. So now you can move. Can move, but I don't want to. Because <laughs> these demons. I'm going to put my my foot because I this trap door that we did, we pushed it in and it lowered. I'm going to hope that this is like some futuristic contraption that I have never heard of called an elevator and put my foot down and maybe hope that it's like, oh, there's something there. I can't go up yet. So I'm hoping that that will keep the door down. And as soon as Malamara, if she gets to us in this turn, crosses the threshold, I'm going to release my foot so it can go up. Excellent. Okay. Sounds good. That leaves us to Mal. Mal, it is your go. Okay. You're feeling a little bit better. You've got 11 hit points. But you do have these entangled vines in front of you. Two shadowy demons in front of you and one barreling towards you from behind. Yes. It is at this moment when I see my friends at the end of the hallway and these vines in front of me that I remember that I, in fact, hold an Ioun stone that has a spell fireball in it. That's right! Why is it happening? (laughs) So... Malamara grabs at the Ayun stone and unsure of really how to make it work, just grips it tightly and points at the demons that she can see and says, I cast fireball. <laughs> fireball. <laughs> we did it. Folks. We did it. <laughs> she said the name, roll credits, ding. <laughs> she did the thing. And that, that's where the movie closes and you have to wait a year for the sequel. <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> and I want it to hit. It's 20 feet of entanglement and they're somewhere within that. They're, they're floating above the entanglement. Right. So my idea is to cast it where it also burns up the vines because fireball catches all non-wearable things on fire as well. So to hit the creatures and to burn up the vines so that she can escape. Excellent. So as you are casting this spell, you really tap into it and being like, gotta get in my reserves here. You uh, start to, you go to cast it. And as you do, things start to click into your mind, the elements of the spell. And so you think you're going to point it right at the uh, creatures, but in the last second you go, oh, nope, that'd be a bad idea. And you do it 20 feet back, just enough to where you can get the vines directly in front of you as you're sprinting. I get to roll dexterity saves. And what's the spell save, DC? 12. 12, okay. Both of them succeed their saving throw, but they still take half damage. I rolled 28 points of fire damage. 28 points of fire damage? Yes. Oh. So, these creatures each take uh, this fire rushing at them. As it comes rushing at them, they slink to the slides of the sides of the wall, becoming two-dimensional again. As they come two-dimensional, the fire passes over to them. They shriek slightly in pain, but they don't take as much damage, not only from their save. Yeah, I know. Almost as if they have a resistance to fire itself. I looked it up. But they have disadvantage on uh, attacks of opportunity when in bright light. 
and the f- hallway is now on fire. Ah, clever. Clever indeed. But it's your monsters, if that still applies to them. No, it does. <laughs> it does. Absolutely, it does. But the vines the vines before you, uh, Malamira, are gone. So that was your action to cast the spell, and you now have the path clear before you. And she runs as fast as her 11 hit points will tarry- carry her. All right. Um, they do have disadvantage. Both of them do take attacks of opportunity against you, though. So, both with disadvantage now. Well done. First one. Roll a 16 and a 19. Ooh. Oh, boy. So, that is a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Four. Seven points of psychic damage. And now, the other one rolls with disadvantage. I'm guessing a 12 does not hit. A 12 does not Oh, so one reaches out to you with its mind and its its fingers go into your brain through your skull and sort of like grate across your brain, causing you to scream in agony. The other one tries to do the same, but you bat it, it away and you just start booking it away from them. So you are now 20 feet away from them. You are now 55 feet into this 100 foot hallway. And just for good measure, she calls out to ear two again. Help! She's barreling toward her companions. We're trying. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. We are at the top of the round now. And Jash is going to look at you furious that you destroyed his beautiful plants he'd been growing for a millisecond. It is going to just run as fast as it possibly can. It is going to get right up next to you, Malamara. So now we see that thing too. <laughs> Fleeple and I. Oh boy. Yeah, you, both of you hear this. <laughs> directly behind Malamara and just screams at her. That's actually going to jump, try to jump over her and, and land directly in front of her. Don't piss off librarians, man. And it does. So, Mal, it is standing directly between you and the exit again. It can't try to grab you this time because it used its action to jump. But it is directly between you right now. That's its turn. And we have the Shadow of Demons. They are going to screech and they are going to slither across the wall, and they are going to attack you, Mal. The fire is dissipated. It's no longer bright light. I feel like the fire could have lasted a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to attack you, and they are going to flank you, so they're going to get advantage. Oh, boy. Thomas wants death. 22 to hit. Oh, hit. no. Oh, no. 19 points of psychic damage. Mal falls to the floor, and you see as her body hits, she lays there for a moment. No. And then she breathes in, and with (gasps) relentless endurance, she actually comes back to one hit point. Oh, that's right. Half orcs, man. Half orcs. Half orcs. Hopefully it's not short-lived, because the other one goes to attack with advantage as well. Well, at least she wasn't down in it attacked. My advantage roll was a nine and a four. So does 14 hit? No! 
We're at one again. (laughs) (laughs) You're prone, but you're a one. Alive. And it's Fleeple's turn. Okay. 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 Mal could use some more health, I would imagine. Bonus action healing word. We'll do second level this time. And just hope that we get a better roll than last time. Not a great roll. That's seven hit points. So she's at eight now. Yep. And I think uh, I need a cantrip for my action. It's been a while since I've produced flame. How close are these nasty boys? Well, Jash is only 30 feet away from you, but the two shadowy demons are 35. Okay, Jash is close enough. I'm going to cast Produced Flame on Jash. Getting a 22 to hit. Ooh, that's a hit. And for damage, 14 fire damage. Wow. 14 fire damage against this creature. It is resistant, however, so it does take half damage here. Ah, Great. Okay, so that's your action bonus action. Anything else? Fleeple. Mm, I'm going to move so that my head is just barely peering around the corner so that Mal has a clear shot. Okay, we go to... Wait a second. Real, 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 real quick. I just remembered with my Ritual of Mistletoe, I can add Mistletoe Sprigs to a healing spell as I cast it. Oh, that's right. Will you let me retcon that maybe a little bit? Yes, it's been a while, folks. And uh, since you leveled up, you've only had really like one battle as well. Yeah, so I have six, I have four D4 remaining. I'll just blow them all, blow them all right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is seven more hit points. Not amazing rolls on these D4s. So now you have 15. Yep, for those of you following along at home, which I hope is everybody, she's got 15 hit points. So, Lance, it's your go. Okay, just so that I'm clear. We have the hallway, and then the shadowy demons, Mal, and the big guy. Is that the order that they're in down this hallway that I'm seeing? You pretty much can only see the big guy right now. He's taking up the entirety of the hall. Thematically, he's taking up the whole hall. You could technically try to see the the shadowy demons if that's like your focus. So big guy got in front of Malamara down the hallway? Yeah, because he doesn't want her to leave. He's trying to stop her, like just become an obstacle. So he jumped over her while she was running. Boom, and then landed right in front of her. Okay. Ah, suck. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure this out. How far down the hall are they from us? Big guy is 30, shadows are 35. Uh, Lance is going to do the stupidest thing possible. And Lance is going to, just remembering the words of his sister and how much she said that this party is good for him (laughs) and that she likes them, he will run down the hallway toward the big guy and... That's 30 feet away. He's going to run down the hallway. I'm going to try. I know this is hard, but he's so concentrated on Malamara that I'm going to try and hide behind him. Like maybe he's not hearing me coming up behind him. So I'm going to try and 
somehow getting down that hallway, using my movement, trying to use the bonus action to hide. I know it's such a long shot here. Yeah, I, I'd say you we wouldn't be able to do a hide action. But wouldn't he get advantage because I'm engaged on the other side anyway? Yeah, he, you get advantage anyway because she's flanking him on the other side. Um, so if you're worried about advantage, you already get it because she's she's engaged on the other no, side. No, it's not advantage. I wanted to try something, but it didn't. But I need okay. to use my action. Yeah, if you, if you want to stealth, that's the only way that you could sneak up on him. But if you move with stealth, you move at half movement. But then I can bonus action keep moving. True. Yeah. Because it's... Okay. Because I can use my bonus action I'd allow too. you to do a free stealth check and then just run, like, uh, quickly run the 30 feet while stealthed. Let's see here. I'm sorry. I'm just really trying to figure this out. Can Malamar get by him? Unless it's an actual physical wall... You can you can thematically get through anything is my thought. Like she can get under his legs, like she did earlier. She could like push him out of the way. He would just get an attack of opportunity. So if he turns around, no matter if I stealth, he will see me. If he turns around, yeah. That other idea is just wasted. So there's no reason to sneak. Dang it! I wanted to try something, but it won't work here. All right, I'm just gonna do what I said. I'm gonna run down. I'm gonna I'm gonna stealth. No, I'm not because I'm flanking. Not gonna stealth. I'm just running down the hallway. And I am short sword in hand, my dagger in the other. I'm going to, I'm going to just attack. I'm going to attack him. All right. Roll with advantage, sir. This is the suckiest part of this stupid weapon. Okay. Okay. Short sword wise, that's going to be 27 to hit. 27 hits. Holy cow. And it is sneak attack. Correct? That is correct. All right. Thank heavens. Okay. One, two, three... Four. 21 points of damage. Woo, 21. All right. Now, are these daggers or this weapon that you're attacking this is, is magical? The, this is my short sword. It is magical. It is the short sword of dragon slaying. Oh, man. 21. So it, um, it, it seems to like resist as it goes in before you just jam it in his back for that... Uh, those points of damage, and he screeches out in pain and looks back towards you. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to attack with my dagger of venom, which is also magical. Ah, very nice. Okay, go ahead. And that's that's twenty that's twenty seven again. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And. Unfortunately, I can't use the venom on it because you have to use it. That's what I was thinking. I was going to use an action to activate it, but you have to use a whole action to do that. It's just it's really hard. That's going to be three points of damage. Very nice. All right. So you seeing Malamar in trouble, thinking of your sister, thinking of um, what she said to you, in a split-second decision, standing there, thinking about what to do, Fleeple, you see Lance just take off down the hallway running at full speed, jumping, and then he starts to jump 10 feet away from the creature, screaming as loud as he can, both uh, weapons in the air, just yelling before jabbing them into the back of the monster. And the monster shrugs him off and fairly hurt here. So that's pretty good damage there. That's your turn, Lance. Now we jump to Malamara. As Lance comes running down the hallway toward Malamara, Everything seems to slow down for her as she realizes exactly what Lance is doing. And she has this moment of almost waking up and 
she pulls out that book and she looks down at it and she feels this rush of emotion of what am I doing? That she's going to sacrifice her friends and her life for this when Airtube won't even come to her rescue. For the slightest moment hesitates with the power or continued existence that her friends and then her mind is made up and she just turns back to the shadow demons and chucks the book as far down the hallway back toward the main room where she got it from and then using that momentum will try to slide underneath the creature back toward Fleeple and Lance. Okay. It's going to try and take an attack of opportunity against you, Mal. Sure. Natural one. Ah, there you go. There you go. See, Air 2 did. Air 2 came through for me. Did you feel that? Air 2 came through for me. Oh, uh, you threw away my book. Here, have a reward. Yeah, thanks for checking my book. <laughs> you were so close. Thanks. Maybe he could get it from the hallway. Participation. <laughs> well done. Yeah, so you run. And how far are you running away? If I grab Lance, can I take my full movement? Because it would be like an action and movement, but dragging somebody's half. Yeah. I, I'll say this time, you're so hopped up on adrenaline that you can move your full movement with Lance. Like, this is this is a pivotal moment for Mel. And so it seems a simple choice to let you grab him and just book the 30 feet with him, the adrenaline in your, your head and... Um, your de- the determination with the decision you've just made. And as you run the 30 feet through this hallway to the bookshelf, over the bookshelf, as it's uh, started to go up before Mud put his foot on it to l- leave it level, the three creatures rush after you, Malamara. You threw the book away, but these creatures rush towards you, and they just are about to, to grab and reach out to you before... Bright purple flashes directly between you, inches between your face and these creatures reaching out to you. And they're rebuffed by this invisible magical barrier. They try again. Bright purple flashes. They start slamming against it. The Balgura slams against it, tries to throw something, tries to cast something through this barrier. Everything dissipates. And they cannot seem to penetrate this barrier at this time. The four of you, mud included, breathe and look at each other with these demons literally staring at you. Fleeple. I have one real quick tricksy idea. How far is the book from me? Oof. The book is still in the hallway. So it's less than 100 feet. Probably less than 100 feet for sure. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I look at the space where the book is. I summon Star Platinum to that space. I have Star Platinum pick up the book, dash 80 feet towards me, and bonus action 30 feet outside of the hallway. (laughs) And while Star Platinum does this, these creatures weren't even aware of this other face spirit. Yeah, they the Star Platinum just sort of like moves in between them and just sorts to j- sort of jumps mirthfully <laughs> uh, through the small hole out of the hallway passing by the demons infuriating him even more slamming against this barrier constantly just bam 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 
And that is where we'll end this week's episode of iCast Fireball. Oh my gosh. Wow, so many things at the very end right there. Um, <laughs> shocking. Lance running in there. Mal being like, forget this. Fleeple being like, Let's, but what's one more book, right? <laughs> Let's not forget this. <laughs> Let's figure this Pretty out. Goblin there. Obviously oh, means something man. to Mal, so. Oh, man. Well, how great. Oh, what good fun. Hey. Man, relentless endurance for the win. Always for the win. Mal finding yourself in these near-death situations constantly. (laughs) Let's find out next week what's going to happen as these demons are pounding against the wall. Everybody, all of you listening... First off, thank you to my players, Ned, Jacob, and Mickey, and all of you listeners out there. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of iCast Fireball. We hope you've enjoyed listening, as always, as much as we've enjoyed playing and discovering these new character moments that um, are new to the DM and keep it exciting not only for you, the listener, but for me and keeps me on the toes, my, on my toes here. But from wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a review. It boosts our ratings, lets us know that you like what we're doing, and it gets us into other people's recommended feeds as ned mentioned in the podcast we've been getting quite a bit of surprising traction which is amazing so thank you so much for um, not only joining us for this adventure for listening but also for um, giving those five star reviews to help us out there um, if you'd like to leave us something a little bit longer than a review shoot us an email icastfireball2020 at gmail.com um, we love hearing from fans even if it's just as simple as uh, what you're doing what games you're running or if you got questions about some of the mechanics we do here we'd love to interact with you in that way um, if that's a little bit too old school for you, shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook uh, with our handle iCastFireball20. Um, you can follow us and get sneak peeks of up- upcoming episodes, secrets behind the DM screen, and maybe some exciting news. So give us a shout out. Follow us out there as well. As always, we have our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where they go through many one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated System and an ongoing avatar, uh, The Last Airbender campaign using the avatar legends tabletop system it's a lot of fun everybody it's so much fun it's so rewarding and i highly recommend that you listen to both of them Uh, it just warms and brightens your day lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we have malamara lance thalen and fleepo let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time